Happy 2023, Illudians. We're kicking it off with episode six of the All You Do podcast. My name is Stephanie Briggs, your host, and you can also call me Stir. We're going to start with your top five news to use. We're so proud to announce Aludo's newest ERG supporting neurodivergence, led by executive sponsor Becca Chambers and leader Mike Cranwell. Better yet, tune in to the rest of today's podcast and hear directly from Becca on why this ERG is of special importance to her. Are you interested in joining or leading an Aludo ERG? Complete the form linked in the podcast description for more information. We crowned our first All You Do podcast trivia champion, Marco Zanin, who correctly answered that the tradition Chris Pierce takes part in each spring with his family is tapping trees for maple syrup. Be sure to tune in to the previous episode to hear from Chris Pierce and all about his maple syrup making. It's easy to play for your chance to win fabulous prizes in our new feature, All You Do Podcast Trivia. Simply listen to this week's All You Do Podcast episode featuring Senior VP of Global Communications, Becca Chambers. Keep an eye on your inbox for the episode six trivia question. Reply with the correct answer by the deadline and you'll be entered into a raffle for some serious swag for the new year. Good luck. Last but not least, congratulations to our December holiday brand battle bingo champions. Jennifer Chen, Nikolai Smetanikov, Katrin Stutzangle, Tossin Velour, and Mark Walters. Each winner receives a piece of custom swag from the Aludo Swag Store. Be sure to stay tuned because the next brand battle of 2023 will be announced soon. It's my pleasure to announce our first Going Beyond with All You Do employee story for 2023, and that's with Senior VP of Global Communications, Becca Chambers. Welcome, Becca, to episode six, our first episode kicking off the new year. Hello. I am happy to be here. And we are happy to have you. Can you please let the Eludians know, tuning in, how long you've been with Eludo and also where are you based? New year to you. Um, I am based in the Bay Area in California, and I have been at Eludo for almost a year and a half. And what do you love most about being an Illudian? Definitely the people. Um, It's why I joined. I had worked in the cybersecurity industry for most of my tech career before I came to Corel, now Illudo, and I had planned to stay in cybersecurity. But the first time that I talked to Krista, um, I realized that I really needed to talk to more people here because it was clear that there was something special going on that I hadn't really experienced in my professional career before. And as I talked to more people, and then once I got into the company, I I was right. Um, The people that I get to work with every day are phenomenal human beings. And I really mean that, not just like I like to work with them, like they're good people, people that I would want to be friends with and hang out with. I feel like that is special for me, something that makes me want to show up every day, makes me want to do a good job every day. I love to be part of building something. And the fact that I get to come here every day and build the brand that I would want to work for and contribute to a culture that I would want to be a part of and something that I believe in 
it feels really rare to me, but um, it's part of why I love working here. And I feel really lucky that I found that because um, I have support both of the people above me as well as my team to do more in that regard. And in past lives, ambition around culture and brand transformation, um, it's been scary. It's been met with fear or it's been met with outright hostility from people because my values maybe weren't in line with the company's culture or the company's values. And here I feel like I have completely found my place and um, that's really important and special. Thank you for sharing that. I've heard this same type of passion come across from our previous Aludo podcast guest as well. And it does truly seem that there is this specialness that Aludo as a company harnesses, but most importantly, the teams and the people. Let's talk about something that um, is, I would say it's actually exciting, kind of an in-depth human concept, but I think uh, it is a great way to kick off the new year. Why not, right? Let's talk about neurodiversity. What is neurodiversity? Why is it important to you, Becca, and to Aludo? And why should it be important to all companies? So that's a big question. I'm going to start with what is neurodiversity? According to statistics, 15 to 20% of the global population is thought to be neurodivergent in some way. And that means that it is somebody who has a condition like ADHD, autism spectrum disorder, dyslexia, dyscalculia, Tourette's syndrome, dyspraxia. There's others, plenty of others. And it includes people who have not been diagnosed, but who have difficulties in areas with organizational skills, social perception, social interaction. It is a population, a subpopulation, a large subpopulation whose brain is wired differently than the majority. And therefore, the way that they approach the world is different than the majority. There has been a stigma around neurodiversity. You know, people have this reaction, oh no, my child is dyslexic. I can speak from experience there. I have a dyslexic child. And um, my initial reaction was, oh no, my child is dyslexic. It turns out my child is amazingly gifted. And while dyslexia causes challenges, especially because the world is set up for people whose brains are wired like the neurotypical majority, my son can do things that no neurotypical brain could ever do. When we talk about neurodiversity, I like to use the word diversity because it is a diversity of thought and a diversity of the way that um, people approach problems and the world. And there is such a gift in that. I am neurodiverse, uh, neurodivergent, I should say. I have ADHD. As I said, my son has dyslexia. And both of those have kind of opened up a world of interest for me in understanding this better. So it is something that I'm really passionate about. I really appreciate your answer here on this. It really makes me think about phenomenal, exceptional people throughout history, kind of in all, in all industries, right? In every aspect from artists to writers uh, to inventors, those folks throughout history, like Albert Einstein, Virginia Woolf, right? Like the, the definitely 
um, were neurodivergent in some way, the fact is we need that diversity of thought. Before you ask your next question, because I have to interrupt you because that's one of my ADHD traits. Um, what you just said is perfect because one of my coworkers, Rebecca Duval, sent me this morning, she's reading Leonardo da Vinci's book and uh, or the book about Leonardo da Vinci. And she was like, this made me think of you. And let me read it to you quickly. Hang on, Becca. Um, wait, wait. Is this the book how to think like Leonardo da Vinci? Is that the book? Maybe. It, okay. Maybe. I don't know. She just find said out. I really, yeah, because I'll find out. Last year, I read a book from the library and it is it was phenomenal and I would recommend it to anybody. It is called How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci. Well, maybe that's this. So let me read you this passage. The 15th century of Leonardo and Columbus and Gutenberg was a time of invention, exploration, and the spread of knowledge of, by new technologies. In short, it was a time like our own. That's why we have much to learn from Leonardo. His ability to combine art, science, technology, and humanities and imagination remains an enduring recipe for creativity. So too was his ease at being a bit of a misfit, Ill illegitimate, gay, vegetarian, left-handed, easily distracted, and at times heretical. Florence flourished in the 15th century because it was comfortable with such people. Above all, Leonardo's relentless curiosity and experimentation should remind us of the importance of instilling in both ourselves and our children not just received knowledge, but a willingness to question, to be imaginative, and like talented misfits and rebels in my era to think different. And I just love it. I love it so much because you're right. Some of the most creative, talented, innovative people were definitely neurodivergent. No question. I read a couple of your articles around neurodiversity and in your recent Forbes article titled Neurodiversity is Diversity, you say... As for the workplace, it's downright trendy to send out emails saying how much you care about your employees' mental health. So my question, Becca, is how does Aludo live up to really, you know, genuine notions of neurodiversity without coming off as being trendy or or just genuine notions overall around diversity? Yeah, I mean, I think this goes back to one of, uh, like what I brought up in the beginning, the people. And when I met Krista, um, it, it changed my perspective on what a leadership team could look like. And so I've never felt for one minute afraid to be my whole weird self at a Ludo. And I've never had that gift anywhere else. N not, not in my educational and then my professional careers. I've always had to walk this tightrope of balancing my gifts with my perceived shortcomings and presenting myself as neurotypical so that I could fit the mold. Um, I feel like Aludo has never demanded that of me. And I never felt compelled to mask my neurodivergence in any way. Um, actually, on the contrary, I kind of feel empowered to lean into it. And as we're sitting here, we're talking about it openly, right? On a podcast for employees. My mom always tells me that she can't believe how open I am about my neurodivergence. And honestly, at this point, I don't feel like I could have it any other way. So now that I've felt this true freedom, which is actually one of Aludo's values. And I really believe it because I do feel the true freedom to be myself here. Um, I see that being my authentic weird self is making me a better leader and a better employee. Hard stop. And now that I've done it, I couldn't do it any other way. So 
I do give a lot of credit to Krista um, for creating a safe space for me to be me. You know, Krista's my manager. So of course, you know, the culture that she makes for me matters. But I think between Krista and Scott and the already very accepting um, culture that Carell had before, psychological safety has become a really big priority here. And being safe to be authentic is a priority. And we talk about it a lot, right? Like it's not the sending a mass email and saying everyone, you know, take a wellness day. Yes, we also give people wellness days. But we talk about it a lot. Like I talk about with my team a lot. Like I check in with them. Like, how are you? Like, are we feeling safe to bring our ideas and share our ideas? And I think that that's something that really sets Aludo apart from other companies because our, our leaders want us to be our authentic self. And I think that being my neurodivergent, authentic, weird self has served as a benefit to me here because I've been able to think outside the box and shine, not shackled by the rigidity and the norms of the other places that I've worked. And you can't fake that kind of inclusivity. Sorry, inclusivity. I swear I can talk. And I know that because I've never felt it before. Like I've never felt as just kind of at home and such a sense of belonging as I do at a Ludo. And this, in addition to, um, my ADHD, I also have a number of physical disabilities, which most people don't know about because they're mostly invisible. But I also feel like Aludo has opened up doors for me on with my physical disability and made me feel a sense of belonging that I hadn't felt before. So that you can be your best self because it's not like, oh, you just show up and you are your best self. That's not how it is. You need to be in the right environment. And I think Aludo has like really, really, really gone out of their way to make that for everybody. And honestly, I don't know how I'm supposed to work in another culture after that. So whatever this magic is uh, that allow this authentic, be yourself, do what you need to do to, to work the way you work best. Like I believe that that's what um, sets Aludo apart. And I hope, and I think that we will be doing more to embrace that as we lean into our values. In my recent conversation with Krista um, in a couple of previous episodes, that episode was fantastic. For So for Aludians tuning in, if you have not heard that episode, definitely go back and check that out. And what you're saying, Becca, you know, you can't fake that kind of genuine belonging and the environment that Aludo has really provided for employees. We dive into that uh, with Krista on that podcast, and it really seems to have stemmed from her experience with the beginning of her career on Wall Street and some of the horrible environment on Wall Street back then for her, um, what it taught her and showed oh. her. And she talked about that, about how she was not, it, there was no psychological safety and she was not able to bring her best authentic self. And it helped her to really pave the way for her journey. What you just said is also part of why I love Krista and the team that she has assembled because Krista experienced that and learned this did not allow me to bring my best self to work. And instead of then saying, well, I had to do this. So now everybody else has to do this. She's like, let's just break that down and not do that anymore. And let's not perpetuate that kind of culture. And honestly, like 
if there were more leaders like that, this world would be a much better place. If we had more people just willing to break the norms of what came before them and say, hey, there is a better way to do this and we can approach this with a different style. Like, obviously that's the way that I approach the world. So I really appreciate it when it comes from, you know, the top boss at my company. Being able to be my whole weird neurodivergent, physically disabled executive who swears a lot at any other company. I'm not sure where I can do that, but you know, I, I agree with you. The <laughs> companies that embrace the, we want you to bring your whole weird authentic self are the ones who are going to win in the end. I really believe that. Let's talk a bit about, um, to make it interesting, about your ADHD. So how does your ADHD, I don't, I mean, I want to say, how does it impact how you work, but it's more of, uh, you know, how does it, how does it have um, kind of a different impact on how you work versus maybe folks that are not neurodivergent and how has it brought new perspectives to the work you're doing and the work you've done at companies previously? That's a great question. Um, so I am weird. I am like self-proclaimed weird. You've heard me say it 19 times in this um, podcast already, but I spent a lot of years trying to act like I wasn't weird and fit the mold and act like everybody else. And I did a lot of observing what are the people around me doing? I'm going to act like that. And I realized that I was using all of my mental energy to do that. And I wasn't as successful as I was if I just was acting like myself. So when I did act like myself and I thought outside the box and I brought ideas to the table that I thought maybe people would think were weird, then suddenly I was successful. So it was positive reinforcement to me of, oh, okay, um, when you bring these ideas to the table that other people aren't bringing, um, that's actually a good thing. And I actually, I had a manager um, once tell me that when she described me to other people, she would say, Becca is three steps ahead of us. Her mind is moving a hundred miles an hour. She just looks like she's not paying attention. And when she said that, it was like a mic drop. Like it changed my entire life because this woman was a CMO who I had spent years trying to, um, you know, get her approval. And then all of a sudden I realized that like I had been masking and pretending and trying to hide this part of myself, but people were seeing it anyway. And it was okay, right? Like I had somebody super important advocating for me to other important people. And she was saying to them, she's not doing it the way everyone else is doing it, but she's amazing anyway. And that moment is so crystal clear to me because it changed my entire professional perspective on how to show up authentically at work. I don't have to be a quote buttoned up executive in order to be a successful professional executive. It allows me to lead with my neurodivergence. So anybody who has met me or talked to me for more than a few minutes, I probably mentioned that I have ADHD so that I don't have to then explain myself later. So that if I'm tripping over my words and I'm embarrassed by the fact that I can't think of a word or I forgot my thought or I'm kind of spacing out. Um, I don't have to explain that. I can just be and not have to worry about feeling like I'm acting weird, which I always worry about. Um, on the plus side, ADHD um, makes me, a, I think, a really effective problem solver. I'm a big thinker, right? Like I like to build things and I like to create. So being in a creative role like branding comms um, is when I get to shine. So my gift is looking at what's been done before and finding a path that hasn't been done before. So um, I think 
my neurodivergence or however my brain is wired allows me to do that in ways that maybe the general population can't do. And I actually think that there are a lot of people in comms, marketing, branding, who are also neurodivergent. Like the more I talk to people um, in in these roles, the more I see that there is a common thread. And a lot of us are that type of thinker. So um, I do think that this, the, the skills and the benefits of my ADHD brain really help um, on the creativity front. And it also helps with um, crisis. People, and I, I don't know the brain chemistry of why this works, but people with ADHD become, you know, we can't do laundry and put it away in, you know, uh, a reasonable time period. But if there is a crisis, we are crystal clear and we are the ones that you want to turn to. And um, obviously in my role in communications, you know, um, that that is really important to be able to think really strategically and clearly when there's an emergency. I've had that happen numerous times in my career. And, um, you know, that's when I really, really shine as well. So no question, uh, the neurodivergence comes in handy there. Having ADHD makes things harder for me also, right? Um, being remote helps in some ways. And I think the neurotypical majority takes for granted that it's easy to just get dressed in the morning and, and show up to work or stand up in front of a group of employees and give a presentation. Like I have spent my entire life, you know, practicing, doing those things. Um, even just showing up is hard sometimes. So it might be simple and productive for other people to go to work that way. Um, but for me, it's not. And so figuring out how to work and be productive while living in a neurotypical world is a challenge. And again, you know, it's part of why I appreciate Aludo um, to be able to allow me to work in a non-traditional way. Your story is extremely inspiring, I got to say. And as a published author, I, I'm going to say this, I really think at some point you should consider writing kind of a, a memoir or, or type a book about this because... <laughs> <laughs> I, seriously, like I, I'm sure um, I we know that folks who are neurodivergent are struggling, right? Like we absolutely know this at a hundred percent. You reminded me when you stated that at one point in your career, the CMO said, uh, "Becca's three steps ahead. She thinks differently. Something she she seems like she's not paying attention, but in a positive way." And it made me think: if only schools respected and honored that kind of different thinking with children, and maybe it's gotten better now. I don't. I don't know. No, uh, that's what I assumed: is that it's not that it's still this rigid, like you know, shaming students and children for. Um, exactly what you're talking about, that kind of um, diversity in thinking because it's, quote, not normal. Totally. And because it is distracting. If you have a kid who's doodling in class and seemingly not paying attention, as a teacher, you're like, hey, that kid's not paying attention to me and they're distracting the kids around them. But for me, the only way I could focus in class is if I had a pen and was scratching right. away on my paper. But because that was not the normal behavior, I was told I couldn't do that and then I couldn't focus. So I'm learning nothing, but I'm acting like the rest of the kids, right? One of my big kind of New Year's promises to myself is I want to rebrand dyslexia. And that could be an entire conversation um, on its own, but I, I alluded to it earlier when I said it's dyslexia is not a bad thing, but just the word dys as a neurodivergent person should not feel, oh no, 
my kid is dyslexic. Like I know that that's actually a gift, but I still have that feeling. Why is that? Because we're programmed to believe that's bad just because it's different. And I'm just, I'm on this mission to, there's science around it. Um, I, I can share resources with anybody who's interested. There's r- really recent six month old research about how dyslexia is a literal evolutionary advantage and it explains why and they're considered explorer brains and they can it's almost like they can create ideas that other brains cannot and therefore is essential to human survival and there's just all of this stuff that it's like why are we not framing dyslexia as that why aren't we calling them explorers? Why aren't we calling them design thinkers? Why aren't we giving them some positive thing? Being gifted is considered a positive, but being gifted comes with all sorts of hosts of problems, but that's still considered positive. Why isn't it the same thing for dyslexia? Anyway, that's my kind of 2023 passion project because the world is not set up for people that are neurodivergent. And um, to your point about schools, like kids shouldn't have to feel like there's something wrong with them just because their brain is different. And it took me almost 40 years to figure that out for myself. And I don't want that for my kids. To start to wrap things up, can you let Alludians know who are tuning in a little more about the Aludo Employee Resource Group, which you are the executive sponsor for. So we are starting a um, neurodiversity uh, and neurodivergence um, ERG, and I'm super excited about it. I'm the executive sponsor. Obviously, I have just spoken um, in depth about uh, my own neurodivergence, but I'm really passionate about just generally um, inclusivity around neurodiversity and just having more conversations around neurodiversity because I think it is really under-discussed um, and an important just part of um, our society uh, and something that we're all discovering more about. So I'm super excited to bring that to Aludo and meet some of the other um, neuro diverse population that we have here. Love it. Uh, that That's great. And to close today's podcast. Um, I wanted to ask you, and it's, and you kind of already answered this, um, if you have any new year's resolutions and what those are. Oh yes. So yes, of course, rebranding dyslexia, but that's going to take me at least the entire year and probably multiple years. Um, however, it really is something I'm passionate about, but my real resolution is to drink more water. And, um, Steph Carl's on my team will attest to the fact that I drink basically no water. I drink coffee and Diet Coke. So if I could just drink a little bit of water, I would feel like I'm winning. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's a great resolution. And um, yeah, that that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Becca, for being our Alludian guest on episode six of the All You Do podcast. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to episode six of the All You Do podcast, our first episode to kick off the new year. All details and links mentioned in today's episode are in the podcast description. Until next time, Alludians, thank you for all you do. 